This is one of our newest show sponsors. This is a business that was started by Chief Dave Robertson. And really what it all came down to is he knows that getting a fire job or getting promoted for the first time is incredibly hard. It's always a long process. It can be frustrating and it's, it's really incredibly challenging. What's even more challenging is that when you know that you always wanted to be a firefighter and that you would make a great firefighter or even more so being a great officer or chief and you just feel like no one will look at your resume or nobody will even give you a chance or take you serious for that promotion. So Chief Dave works really closely with you know creating just a team of two, the two of y'all. He's all about giving you the commitment that's unmatched towards achieving your, your career goals and exactly what you want to do. He will mentor and coach you to help you become the kind of candidate that these fire departments are all looking for and they can't miss. Chief Dave from Fire Edge, he comes with 25 years of fire service experience. Guys, go listen to the episode that I had him on the show. He talks all about it. He's been there and done that and actually earned his stripes in this business. On the business side, he's got thousands of hours of coaching and training, leading, consulting, recruiting, building hiring processes you know you name it and he's done it chief dave just talking to him he's all about the one-on-one connection he's all about customer service and he really genuinely does care about the fire service as a whole and the next generation of guys that we're bringing into this business for a 30-year career that all leads to having a strong passion with what you're doing and who you're working with that's the 100 percent commitment that chief dave has given to me Uh, with the third alarm cowboys and what he's given to every single one of you out there across this nation and in canada that are wanting to get involved in the fire service and are wanting to make that next step truly it doesn't matter if you are just a recruit that's aspiring to get a fire career job or you're a company officer that's wanting to become a chief or a chief officer that's wanting to move any high even higher what you got to do is figure out your why and find your passion that makes you truly love this job And that's what Chief Dave Robertson is doing with Fire Edge. So, guys, give him a chance. Go look him up. Give him a phone call. He's putting his personal number out there for the Third Alarm Cowboys podcast listeners to give him a call and get your fire career either started and going or moving in the direction in which you want to do. So give Dave a call at 519-384-3072. And that's Fire Edge Career coaching training and consulting y'all go give him a chance go get to know him he's a great guy go listen to the podcast episode that i had him on that's chief dave robertson hey guys i'm gonna take a second and tell you all about first line fire service training it's a badass page on facebook i encourage every single one of you to go and follow them Dennis is a retired fire chief. He's been a huge supporter of our show for since the very beginning. He's believed in Third Alarm Cowboys and our mission of making firefighters better. Dennis also has the same mission of being able to train firefighters, make them better. He's using all of his years of experience of 20 plus years plus his military background to offer training ideas. He travels all around the country speaking at different conferences, trying to help guys get better when it comes to their tactical ability, when it comes to their physical ability, and everything in between. He's really pushing things to the limits, especially for an older guy that's retired. He's still getting up every single day putting his gear on, going out in the driveway, doing crazy-ass workouts that most of us couldn't even handle. He's still getting out there getting it done. 
He also does a weekly training video on first line fire service training, offering up when every type of uh, tactical and operational skills that he's learned throughout his career through working from other people. One thing that's really impressive to me about Dennis is that he owns the fact that most of the things that he has learned and sharing are things that he learned from other people and he's just passing that on. That's something that he and I have in common. He's taking all the information he took from his career and sharing it on to the next generation to make the next generation solid and better firefighters. That's a great mentality to have. He's the kind of guy that people should be listening to when it comes to learning about what to do in the fire service with their career, with their tactics, and with their operations. So y'all go check them out on Facebook, First Line Fire Service Training, LLC. Send Dennis a message that you heard about his business from our show. If you're putting on any kind of training conference, Dennis is the guy that you need to contact. Get him in the door and let him share his knowledge to make the people in your area that are attending the conference better. And just know that... I support his business and he supports mine. And that's the kind of people that we need in the fire service to make us all better and stronger. I'm going to also take a second to tell you all about one of our show sponsors. That's Norse Fire Equipment out of North Dakota. Whenever I first started talking about having sponsors for the show, I really wanted it to be genuine businesses that are firefighter owned and operated and people that have good business ethics and have a good mission. Matt Vercota reached out to me from Norse Fire Equipment. He and I have spoken and, and talked back and forth a little bit, got to know each other, and he seems to have fit that criteria. He's a full-time firefighter and founded this company in 2020 to provide a good place for firefighters to be able to get equipment that they needed to be able to do their job and have it at a good price and just good quality equipment instead of some of these places that want to sell you real cheap crap. For... Y'all go over to norsefireequipment.com coupon code cowboy five that'll get you five percent off on your online orders all right guys on with the show dispatch to all units this is a third alarm switch to the tack channel Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tech Channel. I'm your host, Heath Meredith. This is the Third Alarm Cowboys podcast. This is a podcast for firefighters. We talk about real-life situations, stuff in your station like leadership and promotions, and stuff in your personal life like relationships and finances. You name it, we talk about it. Some things may be a little controversial, but that's real life, and that's what we're going to talk about on this show. Guys, welcome back. It's been a minute since I've been uh, able to get on here and record a show and jump in this hot seat and give you all a little bit of words of wisdom. Um, the last show that we did was with Josh Chase from Jump Seat Leadership. It was a fantastic show. Guys, the, uh, the feedback that I'm getting from that show, the messages and stuff that I've been getting from y'all and, and all the listeners and everything, man, we made, we made some serious... Uh, we made some serious differences in some people's lives with that show, and I couldn't be any more proud than what I am to have somebody of that caliber jump on here and, and tell their story and uh, basically just lay it all out there for folks to understand that nothing in this life is, is simple, nothing in this life is easy, and it's our job to uh, you know figure it out as our you know way through, and, and those of us 
that are firefighters and trying to balance that lifestyle with our family dynamics and everything like that. It's just, uh, it's, it's not easy on anybody. So to have somebody that gets on the show and really tells it like it is, which is what I believe in. That's what I think that we desperately need, uh, throughout this business, throughout this, this country and, and everything that I just, I'm blown away and I can't thank y'all enough for all the kind words. It's been a minute since I've been able to get on here and, Basically, what the deal is, is uh, <laughs> we've had a bunch going on, you know, going into Christmas break with the kids, and uh, I've spent the last several days that I've had all fixing fucking fence <laughs> for the damn cows. Um, we got one little patch of fence that follows a creek bank, and with the storms and stuff that we had last week that came through here, just pretty much wreaked havoc on the trees. We had a really bad drought this summer. That killed a lot of the trees along that creek bank, and when the storm came through with all the winds and shit, and then the ground got soft because it finally did rain, uh, we had trees down on every inch of fucking fence on this one side of our property. So my brother and my wife and my dad and uh, my sister-in-law, we've all been back there basically every day that I've had off. We've been fixing fence and trying to keep the cows in, so that's all part of it. You know, when you do uh, real-life Yellowstone shit, you don't really have to watch Yellowstone because you live it, and there's nothing fun about fixing fucking fence. And it's time-consuming, and it sucks. So any of y'all out there that uh, have cows or have horses, you can share my pain and know that uh, that's what we've been having to do. So that's really why I haven't been able to jump on here because, you know, let's face it, when I got, uh, you know, $50,000, $100,000 worth of uh, beef cows that are off on the other side of the fence on somebody else's property, that's uh, that takes precedent to being able to jump on here and record a show for y'all. So that's where I've been. And I've been working a good bit of overtime, you know, help pay for Christmas and all that good stuff. People that have taken off for the holidays that had to burn time and all that. There's just been a lot of days available. And when it comes down to it and people are like, hey, you want to work? I'm like, yeah, I don't have anything going on. So, you know, picking up shifts and and all that good stuff. It's just part of it. And it's what I have to do. It's what I know a lot of you guys are having to do. And it's just what we do as firefighters, bottom line. You know, we work overtime. We work second jobs. Um, we have to balance the family life. We have stuff going on and that's, that's real life. And I just want you all to know, like, I'm not some special superhero, whatever the fuck that just gets to have a podcast. And that's all I have to do for a living. I got real life shit and I know all of you do too. So, um, that's where I've been. And I got to thank all of you. We, uh, we were able to get at the end of last week, we got all the shipments shipped out for those of you that ordered the, um third alarm cowboys cigars launch specials guys i really can't even tell y'all we sold hundreds and hundreds of those packages uh to guys from all across the country i know some guys were kind of confused on um you know when they were going to get it and stuff like that because um we shipped them all out so that people could get them before christmas and all that good stuff uh and and really the guys a response that we got from the the launch of the the third alarm cowboys cigars was was second to none uh, really to be perfectly honest we sold way more than what i was even expecting right out of the gate which is a testament to you know the listenership from this show it's a testament to guys that believe and you know having having a strong tradition and trying to build camaraderie and the stations and all that stuff i mean it all comes down to y'all bottom line i love the cigars i'm smoking one right now it's great it's badass for me to be able to have you know my logo on a cigar but ultimately uh, it all comes down to to you guys that all have purchased those. 
uh, for me to be able to do that. Uh, I've been getting several, I say several, there's been dozens of y'all that have sent me pictures, uh, you know, smoking them in the stations, or I had one one guy put stacked them on his, uh, on his fire helmet and sent me that. I stole a couple pictures from some guys that I know that I work with or that work at some neighboring departments. They were smoking them. They post them on their story or whatever, so I stole them and all that, and I, I've been kind of posting that on facebook and you know just kind of trying to share because i think it's cool as shit guys there's nothing more cool than having guys that you know or guys that you look up to guys that you worked with you know through the years or just known of through the years that you know believe in a product that you've you know you created that you're you're selling whatever however you want to put it that's it really is it's badass so i encourage all of you that that got got cigars so far go ahead and uh, either you know, send me a message with a picture or post them and tag me, you know, whatever, just, uh, kind of help me spread the word and get it out there. I've had a lot of you that have messaged me and tell me that you actually, you know, absolutely love the flavor of the cigar. Uh, a couple of you have told me, you know, you got multiple different flavors. You told me which ones you liked the most, whether it was the captain or the chief or, um, the firefighter, whatever. Uh, I've had several of you that have told me, you know, which one was your favorite. You've tried all four out, which ones were your favorite, um and all that and that's that's badass that's what i'm looking for i love that feedback and it just lets me know that uh you know i've created something great that that guys like and it's something that hopefully y'all take with you to your stations i had one of the listeners on here he said that that all the guys uh they ordered the packages they got them in the whole crew was sitting there and they were all smoking cigars and actually listening to this show out in the bay uh which i think is badass they said they were listening to the game of thrones episode um sitting in the bay uh in their little you know, uh, table area that they have outside, which is fucking cool as shit. That's what I really wanted from this. That's what I was hoping would happen. Um, and it ended up happening with one of the listeners and he told me about it. I'm sure there's plenty of other guys out there that that's the case, whatever, you know, just let me know. So that's kind of where we're at. That's uh that's the update of what I have going on. We're getting ready to, uh, to go into Christmas. Um, I myself will be working Christmas Eve and Christmas Day this year, which is, you know, just part of it. It's how it rolls whenever your shift lands, and that's just where where it is and what you got to do. So I hope all of you that are out there and you have to work Christmas this year, uh, you know, stay safe. And and I hope that all your families have a Merry Christmas and all that good stuff. If you're going to do Christmas at the station or y'all are doing, you know, family dinner at the station, whatever it is, just enjoy it. Those are times that are really important. Those are times you won't get back. You know, I've done Santa Claus at the station with my little ones for, you know, multiple times. So that's it's a really special thing. It's something special for the kids that they'll remember. But it's also something that you'll remember throughout your career that you were able to, you know, still do your job and yet your guys, uh, you know, were cool enough with you being able to have your family up there or if their families came. It's just it's a special time. This is a special time of year. Uh, we all know that, but it's it's never easy on us if we're having to be gone from the family and all that stuff. So just make the best of it and stay safe. And, um, you know, I hope all of you have a Merry Christmas. But uh, jumping into the topic that I wanted to talk about this week, you know, we've covered a lot of a lot of stuff throughout this year. We've had some phenomenal guests on this show. We talked about leadership. We've talked about families. We've talked about just countless shit. I've gone on here and and hit some uh, hit some nerves with some people, and uh, you know, heard about it through the grapevine of, of some differences that uh, this show is you know made and and. Or people try to defend their actions, and uh, all you know. Bottom line is, is is 
the Third Alarm Cowboys podcast has really reached out further than I ever anticipated. We've made differences in people's lives that I never would have, you know, never would have thought. People that I never would have met and and all that. You know, I got a message. I shared it with Josh earlier. Got a message from a, from a guy that was saying that he's uh, not a firefighter, but he's in, you know, first responder. He works EMS and just new to the EMS, trying to get in, get his search, get his experience, all that good stuff. And he listened to uh, the episode with Josh talking about family and the importance of, you know, spending that time at home and making those memories at home and all that stuff and just how important that was to him being new to the career, going into this and, you know, diving in head first and that he needs to understand, um, you know, really where your priorities still lie. Don't get wrapped up in, in thinking that your fire career, or your EMS career, whatever, it can, you know, that you put your family on the back burner and forget about them. Uh, he sent me that message, and of course, I shared it with Josh because I really thought it was pretty, pretty awesome. Um, and that's all we wanted. You know, we wanted one, uh, one person to take something from that show, and that's what we've gotten. And you know, not to mention all my countless friends and stuff that have reached out and, um, you know, really, really poured out to me of what that show uh, opened their eyes to, and you know, kind of the direction that they're going to be taking. Uh, in the future with their career and with their families and all that good stuff. So 2023 has been a, a pretty fantastic year. Uh, it really, really has. I, I uh, hope that all of you know that this is uh, it's important to me, that this everything about this podcast is me really pouring out uh, my feelings and thoughts and, and prior experiences and prior, you know, incidents i've been through shit that i've had to deal with and all that you know i've put it out here and and we're just we're just getting started uh this show has grown to a level that i I never thought possible and that's all thanks to y'all the uh the listenership is just steadily growing every single week every single month and that's all thanks to y'all sharing the show and really just getting my voice out there getting this platform out there and and i can't thank y'all enough for that so Diving into the subject and the topic for this podcast, um, I made a post the other day, and I don't remember exactly what the content was, but it was something I was sharing, and basically it was talking about the lack of guys that we have in this business that are willing to have hard conversations, the lack of guys that we have in this business that will either put apart put a put aside their their own interest put aside their own agenda or put aside fears to have hard conversations with guys for things that just flat ass need to be said whether it's you know guys on your crew fucking up whether it's um you know, and this was part of goes along with what I talked about with Josh. You know, I asked him one of the questions whenever he was doing some of the things that he was doing and running around on his wife and all that stuff. I asked him, you know, what was your crew saying? What was your crew doing? And they weren't saying shit. And, you know, he even says, like, there was times that he wished, like, the guys kind of would have reined him in. The guys would have been like, hey, man, what the fuck are you doing? You know, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I recently had a conversation at my part-time job and we were talking with the chief, and it was literally the whole shift was sitting there. And we were all sitting there talking, and, and the chief shared a story with me. And, 
you know, I don't know all the specific details and this that, and the other, but he was sharing a story with me about a guy that he worked with years ago that was a firefighter, apparently had a great reputation in the fire station, was a badass fireman, all this, that, and the other. And he uh, had an alcohol-related incident that ended up with a wreck, somebody getting killed, all this, that, and the other. And now that firefighter is doing prison time. And there was, you know, questions made, statements made, whatever. And because my, my chief knew the guy at the time, he wasn't a chief, but they worked together, whatever. And he didn't know that side of him. And so he started asking around, asking the guys that, that worked with him in the station. was like, hey, you know, um, did such and such, you know, was he a big drinker? Like, what the hell? And they're like, oh, yeah. He was, you know, sloshed 24 fucking 7 outside the job. And... They just all accepted it. And now this dude's doing fucking prison time for killing somebody, running them over and fucking killing them. And they knew that that was literally basically an everyday fucking behavior for him. Nobody said shit. Nobody stepped up and was like, hey, you know, we ought to get him some help. Obviously, he's going through some shit. Nobody should be drinking this level of alcohol uh, on, on the daily basis outside of work. You know, all those different things, those, those questions. Guys were talking about it. Behind his back, guys were were having those conversations, but he wasn't fucking included in it. And now he's doing fucking prison time. And you know what? Like I said, I don't know every single detail. I don't know everything. This is just basically it's a third party conversation. But it really, really struck me because I'm like, damn man, like did did no one have the gumption? Did no one have a set of nuts to be like, hey man? You might be drinking too fucking much. And, you know, I've said my whole life, and I believe this, you're, I, I, I'll let people know, There's a, I have a lot of fucking buddies, but I have very few friends. Because to me, yeah, a buddy is somebody you know, a buddy is somebody you hang out with, drink with, party with, whatever, and, and throughout my life and all the careers that I've had, you know, whether it was in the oil field, working on different drilling rig crews, or people I went to high school with, people that I went to college with, people that, you know, I worked with at other fire departments, EMS, all this shit for, for years, from high school up, I have a lot of fucking buddies. But I have very, very, very few friends. Because to me... A friend is someone that you could call them in the middle of the night and they're going to come get you. They're not going to give you an excuse. They're not going to give you a bunch of bullshit. They're going to come get you. A friend is also someone, when you ask them a question or you're doing something that they don't believe in or they don't think is right, they're also going to tell you that. You know, I, I had a friend that back whenever I was doing dumb shit, he flat ass told me, he's like, man, you better straighten that shit up. It's going to end you down a dark fucking road that you don't want to be down and you don't need to do. And to this day, he's still one of my best friends. I hated him at the time. I didn't fucking like what he was saying at the time. I'm like, man, you know, I'm having fun. What, you know, what the fuck are you talking about? There's, you know, I'm not going to get caught, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, man, I'm telling you. You're, you don't need to fucking do that. You're going to fuck up what you got. You, you do not need to do that. And he was right. Ultimately, he was fucking right. It ended up costing me a lot of fucking shit. I ended up getting divorced and all that good stuff that y'all have already heard me talk about. But I had that friend that was literally telling me, don't fucking do that. Now, did I listen? No. Like I've said a million times on this show, there was a lot of times I knew right from wrong. And most of the time I, choo I chose wrong because it was more fun at the time. 
That was something I did throughout many years of my life. But I did always have specific friends that were either there for me or that were telling me and trying to steer me in the correct path. You know, it kind of goes along with, with guys that work out and stuff. That friend is one that holds you accountable to doing your workout. That friend is the one that holds you accountable to eating right. That's a friend. Somebody that tells you something that you don't want to hear because it's the fucking truth. That's a friend. That's what I've tried to do with this podcast to so many of you is I hope that you know that I'm just trying to tell you, I'm trying to be a trusted voice and a friend to tell you like it is. And that's kind of the reputation that this show has gotten, to be honest, is I tell it like it is. And this is just simply because of the mistakes that I've made, the lessons that I've learned the hard fucking way. That's why I share these things. Because if no one else is doing it and everybody else is telling you that you're right and everything that you're doing, oh yes, absolutely, you're doing the right thing, whether it's you know chiefs, firefighters, day one rookies, everything. We have a bad, bad, bad culture in today's fire service of everybody being fucking yes men. And that's on every single level. It goes to the story of that, of, yeah, everybody says that dude's a fucking drunk, but nobody will tell him to his face, hey, you're a fucking drunk. This is not going to end well. You are a firefighter. You are going to be held to a higher standard when you finally do get fucking caught up in what you're doing. But nobody had that conversation with him. Everybody was just, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you just brush it off and you keep going on about and nobody's, you know, willing to have that. And it's ended up costing him. It cost someone else their life and now he's doing prison time. He ain't getting that fucking pension that he was fucking working for. He's not getting, you know, the, the brotherhood and the fucking shadow box and all the bullshit of all that shit that so many guys in our business are working towards. Y'all think that that day is going to come. You're just going to magically, everybody's going to show up at your fucking retirement. Everybody's going to fucking love you. You're going to get your shadow box with your axe, all your patches and your fucking shields. And then you're going to walk out gracefully and draw your pension but you got to get to that fucking day first and if you're fucking up or you're making bad decisions or you are too busy being consumed with trying to get to that day rather than trying to take care of today then you're never going to get there and that's been kind of the the foundation of this show from the beginning is i wanted guys to really start understanding that truthful shit has got to start being said. That some of these things that are happening in today's fire service, guys are going to have to start calling it the fuck out. Guys are going to have to start having hard conversations with people, whether it's the same rank as them, whether it's above them in rank. Because ultimately, what fucking difference does it make, guys? If you kiss someone's ass, I've said this for fucking years now, if you have to kiss a chief's ass to make him happy today, then he never fucking liked you from the beginning. And the reality to that is, is eventually that chief is going to leave. If you're a five-year guy right now or a 10-year guy right now and you have a chief in there, by the time you retire, it's going to be a different fucking chief. And if you do end up getting a badass chief that comes in there that doesn't want yes men, just wants hardcore performers, people that are operational and fucking tactical and know their shit, they're going to come in and they're going to ask questions and they're going to want to know about you and they're going to want to know about the other officers and they're going to want to know about the other firefighters. And if you've already established that reputation because you were trying to keep the old chief happy, you're already established that, that reputation of being a kiss-ass and a yes-man and somebody that can never 
actually make decisions for themselves. They can't handle shit for themselves, and they can't have truthful conversations to make actually have solutions to problems. Then when that new chief comes in, that reputation is going to hit his desk, and then you're going to be on the fucking chopping block. So was it fucking worth it? Was it worth you having the anxiety that you're having right now by lying to yourself on how you're feeling about certain situations or lying to others because you don't want to tell them the fucking truth, which in turn is also giving you anxiety? Is that going to be worth it in 10 or 15 years because you no longer have a fucking career because either you're shit canned from the next guy or because you end up having a mental breakdown and you don't fucking make it? Guys, I am a firm fucking believer in the reason why we have so many people in the fire service that are suffering from anxiety and depression. I'm not talking about PTS and all the things that we see and all that that stuff. That's a different category of things. I'm talking about the walking on eggshells, the feeling like your your job is always in fucking jeopardy, the feeling of being fucking depressed because you never know, you know, who likes you, you feel fucking isolated, you feel fucking alone and all that shit. I am a firm believer in the reason why it is such an epidemic for those things happening in today's fire service is because no one will have honest conversations. Everybody is trying to fucking appease everybody by telling them what they want to hear, by trying to make them happy, not make waves, not get a target on your back, all that fucking bullshit that we hear all the time. That's the reason why you guys have anxiety. That's the reason why you're fucking nervous when you're going to work and you don't want to fuck up and you feel like your job is on eggshells all the time. That is why. It has nothing to do with your tactical performance. Because if you're handling that shit, then you'll feel accomplished after most scenes that you go to. You'll have some scenes where you're like, man, we should have done this, we should have done that, we fucked that up, or we fucked this up, whatever. That happens all the time. You're never going to do everything perfect at every fire. You're never going to do everything perfect at every bad bad incident. That's it, It just doesn't go that way. Something fucks up at every incident. But that's your job, is to problem solve. It's your job to make shit happen. It's your job to be able to figure out ways, you know, after this fuck up happens, you solve it. And you just go on and you handle the emergency and you make the best of it and you do what you can do. That is every single scene. No scene ever goes fucking perfect, ever. Some asshole drives over your five inch, fucks up your water supply. Uh, Some asshole pulls your fucking cross lay from the opposite direction from where you're pulling it and you didn't know they were over there, so your cross lay spaghetti bowls and it gets fucked up. Something happens at every scene that you you go to, you respond to. That's just how it is. But you figure it out, you make the best of it, and you get shit done. But the reality is, y'all aren't having the anxiety and the depression from the fucking calls that you're running. The anxiety and the depression is coming from the administrative and in-station bullshit. You're getting worked up. You're getting pissed off. And I say this shit because I've done it. I've done it for fucking years, guys. I had this conversation literally this last week. I was talking with a couple of the captains that I worked with, and they were asking me, was I going to promote? And because we have some promotions that are coming up in the next year. And I told them flat ass, I didn't know. I spent almost eight years in that fucking officer seat, and I would say fucking seven and a half of those years were straight turmoil. Because you had other captains that wanted to play snaky snake games because they thought they needed to be the next fucking whatever kind of chief. You had captains that were other captains that were trying to get in the chief's good book by trying to make you look fucking bad. 
you had constant fucking turnover, so I never had the same fucking crew. It was constant, constant, constant. I get this this rookie trained up on how we need to do shit, and they ship him off, or he leaves and goes to another department, they ship him to a weaker captain, and bring me somebody else to train. I went through that shit for years and years and years. And so I don't know if I'm going to promote again. I'll be perfectly honest. I am having fucking fun riding backwards. For the first time in years, I'm having fun again. So I really don't know. But I sit around and I look and I think about all the different bad incidents that I went through while I was an officer. All of that turmoil shit. And ultimately, guys, I got to tell y'all, aside from Hurricane Harvey, the Houston Tax Day floods... Uh, a couple really badass fucking fires that ended up with some fatality deaths and shit like that. I don't have very many incidents that caused me any kind of anxiety or fucking stress. But what I will tell you is every fucking day when I showed up at the station, it was something else. I knew that the fucking chief was going to be there watching people clock in because there was a rumor that the guys at the substations were were showing up late, even though we had fucking retina eye scan uh, clock-in systems that he could e- very easily see. You know, I don't have somebody else's eyeballs in my fucking head, so it's not like I can clock in for them. But this rumor was going around that at the substations, the crews were covering for other guys or whatever the fuck. I mean, just that kind of shit, all because it stems from a fuck-up that was a piece of shit for an officer. They had to take the heat off of them because they didn't show up to work on time and because they didn't have their shit together and weren't making reliefs on time. They have to say, oh, well, I heard the guys over at the other station were doing this, this, and this. So it was constant fucking turmoil at every turn. Just showing up to work in the morning was constant fucking turmoil. Guys, I <laughs> I got to tell you, uh. It's this shit has been it's been irking my nerve this whole fucking week and it's something that I'm going to share with y'all because I hear all these fucking departments and shit and I hear people you know I see people on Facebook asking about policy this or bylaws that or whatever is there a policy or an SOG out here for this guys I'm going to tell y'all something you ain't got to fucking like this shit and you don't have to fucking agree with me but this is the reality policies and bylaws or someone's fucking opinion on how things are supposed to be. Policies are not a fucking law. The law is written into effect through the legislation process, whether in your state or through the federal government, and is signed into fucking law. Standards and shit that are dictated out by NFPA that are adopted, they go through certain processes to make those happen. These fucking policies that you guys have out here about, well... Um, you know, you're not allowed to wear Crocs to the station. That's someone's fucking opinion because they don't fucking like them. At no point did the United States Congress or the state of Texas Congress sign into a fucking effect that Crocs were outlawed in a fire station. That's someone's opinion. And I'm going to tell y'all how we have a, a major... Uh, controversy between people's opinions that are signed into policy and how law actually fucking reads. And guys, one thing that I really, really desperately want people to start understanding is that you guys have got to start educating yourselves on what the fuck law is and what the fuck opinions are and policies. Because there was a couple incidents that I've you know witnessed 
throughout my career in which things, I'm going to just go ahead and put this out here. Laws dictate how shit works with you getting fucking paid while you're on the clock. Policies that are completely controversial to that say if you have a policy that says that you need to show up by 5.30 but you are actually not on the clock because you're not getting paid until 6. Newsflash, motherfuckers, when you go to court, you have to be there by 6. That policy bullshit is going to get us all in fucking trouble. We want to talk about having a hard conversation. This is one I'm going to have publicly right here in front of God and everybody. So many departments have these policies in place that are going to end up getting the department sued as fuck. And guys, for you, those of you that are taking it on the chin and not fucking saying shit, and you know it's fucking wrong, this is when you need to start having those conversations. I'm not saying go to the head fire chief and tell him he's a fucking dumbass. Although, if you feel, if you feel that you need to do that, then by all means, go ahead and do that. But, there are certain things. You need to follow your chain of command. If people in your department are putting out policies or SOGs or are operating standards that cannot be held up to in the letter of the law then they need to shut the fuck up and sit down. I'm going to give you all an example. My wife worked for, my wife is an ER nurse, and she's worked at several different hospitals, whatever, but she worked for a hospital in the past that had a policy in place that said, they because they worked 12-hour shifts, they had to clock out for their lunch, and they had to clock out and take their breaks, meaning because it was a 12-hour day, they got two 15-minute breaks, and then a 30-minute lunch break. They wanted them to clock out for those. However, because of their standard of practice and because of the lack of staffing that they had, they were not allowed to leave and go eat. They were not allowed to go to the break room and go eat. They had to sit at the nurse's station, still be available should a patient come in, or still be available should the phone ring, all those things. Well, guess what? If you still have to be available to do your job duties, then motherfucker, you're not off the clock. So I told her, I'm like, don't fucking clock out. They can eat shit. So she wrote that out for a while, and of course they sent nasty emails, and they said this, and they said that. You know, you need, you must clock out. It's policy that you clock out. And she just asked them, if I clock out, can I leave? Can I go get lunch in town? Well, no, you still need to be available should the phone call or should a patient come in. Well, then I'm not truly clocked out. So she let it ride. Well, things happen. They got a new hospital administrator, this, that, and the other. Well, they've come in at that facility and started auditing a lot of this stuff. And that was brought up. And the new administrator says, uh, no, motherfuckers, if you're clocked out, then y'all can leave. I don't. We don't have the ability for y'all to leave, so don't clock out. Y'all stay on the clock the whole time, eat when you can, take breaks when you can. You know, kind of like we do in the fire service. We don't clock out, but we eat when we can. We sleep when we can. All that kind of shit, but we're on the clock. But it, we're kind of at the whim of emergencies. Well, it's the same thing when you work in an ER. So it just goes to show that person that was running the show before was trying to fuck them on the books to make themselves look good and cut down on overtime. And, and guys, I end up doing the fucking math on just her crew over while that administrator was there over the last like three years, just her crew alone 
uh, was it was almost like eight hundred something thousand dollars during the time that that administrator was there that those guys got fucked out of pay, and it was all to make another administrator look fucking good, but it didn't hold up to the letter of the law. And we're dealing with the same kind of shit. I mean, guys, I'm going to tell y'all, this is not a a popular fucking topic, but it's something that was a conversation that was brought up that I was privy to, so I'm going to go ahead and share it. We have a tradition in the fire service of guys showing up early to to make their relief. That's something that I believe in. I think that you should show up early. You should take care of your guy. You don't want them to get a late call and them get fucked and have to take that call and then it generates overtime. They don't get they don't get to leave on time. I mean, I've had that happen to me. I, I can't even tell you hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times where you catch a late EMS run, it ends up I have to transport that shit an hour out of the way. And so I don't you know, I end up not getting off work hour, hour and a half late. They, that shit happens. That's part of our job. Y'all understand that. However, if the day comes that say someone is stuck in traffic and say you're making say your relief time is six o'clock, your guy normally gets there at five thirty, and it's five forty five or five fifty, and they're stuck in traffic and they haven't made it there yet. You better just shut the fuck up, because having a, a terrible attitude and saying you know oh well they're fucking late or they're fucking this or they're fucking that, they're a piece of shit because they didn't show up on time. If they're not there by five thirty, they're fucking late. You need to check yourself, because I'm gonna I'm here to tell y'all. I know of a fire department in the Houston, Texas area that had that as a policy in their department that rookies were supposed to show up at, said, say, 530. Well, they had a rookie that didn't get there till 555, 555, 555, every shift. Well, because he was a rookie, he's on probation. They end up shit-canning this guy because according to them and their crew and all their fucking paperwork and policies, he was fucking late. So they fired that guy. Well, he does a wrongful termination suit. It goes to court, blah, 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 blah. They get in front of the judge. They say, well, what time is crew change? What's at 6 o'clock? Okay, well, then why'd you fire him if he's getting there at 5? Oh, well, our policy says 5.30. Okay, well, y'all aren't making any sense. If your policy says 5.30, is this individual starting to get paid at 5.30 when they get there? Well, no, they don't get paid there till 6. Oh, okay, well, now we're up shit creek on this. And... I'm not going to get into all the details of it, but basically, that fire department was ordered. Every single motherfucker on their payroll got back pay for like eight goddamn years. Because they had been doing this shit for years. And it damn near bankrupted the fucking department. So, that's a serious issue when you start trying to talk about policies or standards versus laws. And then if you're the kind of guy that gets an attitude because people aren't doing what you think that they need to do, but you're not hold, you're not understanding how the letter of the law works. I mean, like I said, guys, I believe in getting there early for your guy. And on the backside of that, your release should get there early for you. However, you're paid to be there from this time to this time. And if you walk into the if you walk in the door, you know, one minute before then you're not doing anything wrong. And I know that that's a hard conversation to have, but guys just need to understand that. That's one of those things you're just going to have to swallow. There's laws and there's policies. There's laws and there's fucking opinions. 
And do not ever think that your opinion will ever stand up in court because I promise you that it will not. If you want that to be the case, you need to go be a lawyer, you need to go make some trials, and you need to get some case law established on what it is that you think you need to do. That way that case law can present, be presented to a judge and then now it's ruled as law. Because your opinions will never hold up. And that's just a reality. And I encourage all firefighters out there with the way that the, the dynamics are, guy, the, the fucking shit that we're dealing with, with people promoting and that have zero experience or zero education or zero knowledge, but they're promoting because they're right place at right time or they have a fucking degree in Christmas light hanging and it allows them, because they have a bachelor's degree in something, and it allows them to get into this career, it allows them to get into this business, but they don't understand the true dynamics of the fire service. Y'all got, everybody needs to start really educating themselves on what your true protections are of this job and what you need to do. Uh, I, I just, I really can't express the uh, the importance of that. I mean, it's something that I've dealt with. Guys, y'all think that that I just get on here and say the shit that I say and be able to do, you know, do the things in my career that I've done. It's because of that knowledge that has allowed me to be able to have those hard conversations and be able to say those things to guys that outrank me or guys that are the same rank as me throughout my career and be able to back it up. It's because of knowledge. All right, guys. So, I mean, I, I just... I really believe in the importance of the education on, on the laws. I'm not saying that you got to run out and get a damn law degree or anything like that, but just knowing your your you know the protections of the laws that were put in place for employees, for city employees, and all that kind of shit. I mean, I can't tell you all the, the different stories that I've gotten from guys where their fire department SOGs or policies that were put into effect through memos or whatever were completely contradictory to the policies of the city. I mean, when you have the city has policies, whether it's your sick time or your vacation time and all that kind of stuff, and you're a city employee, but your fire chief or your crew or your shift has different rules that they say uh, that you have to abide by as a firefighter or as an employee within the fire department, but they completely contradict the city's policies of being an employee, that's a fucking problem. And that's something that guys have got to start addressing and having those conversations. Just quit with the blind following, I guess is what I'm getting at with a lot of this. Open your mouth up and have some real hard conversations. You know, it's never easy. None of this shit is easy to be able to, you know, walk in the room or address, you know, have those man-to-man type talks. The shit's just, it's not fucking easy, but it's what's so needed because we live in a society right now where everybody wants to text message or everybody wants to email. I mean, how many of y'all have heard stories or been, you know, been a part of something that, that a motherfucker will send you a damn email or a text message and you're sitting right in front of them and they could have just said the shit to your face. Or, you know, those of you that, you know, you, you work for places where you were just sitting with the chief and they could have told you what was going on or told you told you the truth straight up to your face, but they want to send you a fucking email saying you're going to be in trouble for blah, 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 blah. Or your services are no longer rendered for blah, blah, blah. But they couldn't just tell that shit to your face. That's where we're at. We're dealing with, with men and women that supposedly will run into fucking burning buildings, but they won't sit there and have a hard conversation and say, hey, you're fucking up. Hey, 
I don't think this shit's right. Why are we doing this? What can you just tell me why this is a policy? Can you tell me why you think this is okay? Uh, I got a message from one of the listeners of this show uh, the other day. I said the other day. It was a week or so ago. And he just went through a promotional process, was wanting to promote, get hired on, um, you know, at a, at a higher position than what he is. And this and the other made, made all the, the uh, you know, had all the credentials, had all the qualifications, all that shit, this, that, and the other. And the other candidate that was looking at the, you know, getting the position didn't have the qualifications he did, didn't have the time in, and hadn't served that department as long as the one of the listeners had. All, all this stuff. Basically, there was no reason for this guy to not get the fucking job is what I'm getting at. And they end up giving it to the person that's way less qualified, got way less time, has served less for this actual department, less qualifications, whole nine yards. So he was asking me, he's like, you know, what would I do if it was me? And I said, I'd request a fucking meeting with the chief. The chief made the ultimate decision. This guy over you, go fucking ask him. Why? I've put the time in. I've scored better on the test. I scored better on the interview. I have higher qualifications, and you give it to this guy. And I said, man, the bottom line is you're going to get one or two. This is either going to go one or two ways. Either the chief is going to come in and tell you, well, I had a better idea for you to be eligible for this position, or he's going to give you a bullshit answer and fucking, uh, you know, blah, 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 give you a runaround fucking dog shit type answer. And I said, either way, you're going to get what you want. You're going to find out if that fire chief is worth your fucking time. You're going to find out what kind of man that that fire chief is or whether they're, they're a complete piece of shit. And then that answers your question on whether you need to stay at this department or not. And hands down, the listener was like, yeah, absolutely. That's what I was thinking. That's what we need. Guys, if you'll start getting in these people, I'm not saying like, violently get in their face is not what i mean but if you just start having those true man-to-man conversations woman-to-man whatever get in their face and be like hey why did this happen why did you do this why are you saying this whatever i mean it's just you go to the horse's mouth for these issues and so much of this other fucking bullshit will be resolved i just uh you know, I understand that it's not comfortable and it's not fun. I really do. Lighten my scar up. I understand that it's not fun. I really do. Uh, it, it's it's never comfortable. You know, it's it's something that we have been taught and it's been conditioned out of us with text messaging. You know, even back to my day, we had fucking, um, what was it called? Uh, AOL, fucking Yahoo Messenger, all that. It was so much easier to talk to type than it was to have those true person-to-person conversations. You know, for me, it was way easier to talk to a girl, you know, whatever, from fucking MySpace and get on AOL or fucking Yahoo Messenger and be able to talk like that than it was to go up to a girl at school or go up to a girl at a school dance or whatever and ask them to fucking dance. I mean, that was just a reality. That took that was an uncomfortable situation, and that took some maturity and some practice for me to be able to do, to just go up to a girl and ask them to dance or whatever, even as you got older, and I'm in my 20s and shit, you know, I'll be the first one to fucking tell you. One thing that was always very uncomfortable to most men and most of my friends was to go up to a woman in a bar and start fucking talking to them, ask them to dance and all that shit. But for me, because that type of interaction had been kind of forced down my throat from my parents and, you know, um, 
having the conversations and them taking me places and forcing me to have, you know, I had to order my own food at, at restaurants. They didn't order for me. They forced me to talk to their colleagues and shit like that. And, you know, just adults and being able to have those conversations. It wasn't, I got to the point, basically what I'm saying is people ask me all the time why I'm able to public speak and I don't get fucking nervous. We go to the, these PRs at the fire department and the guys fuck with me all the time. They're like, man, you're a good speaker. Go ahead. And the reason why is because I'm comfortable in that, in that type of situation because it was forced upon me and I did it. So for me, having these conversations, going up to anybody, whether it's a fucking millionaire, whether it's a fucking fire chief, whether it's anything. I mean, I had this conversation when we were talking with my assistant chief the other day at my part-time, and I just flat out asked him. I mean, they were talking about some very deep shit throughout his, you know, he was talking about throughout his life, and I asked him, I said, Chief, can I ask you why you did that? Why you made those choices and why you did that? And he just looked at me and he said, absolutely, you can ask me that, and here's why. I thought this at the time. Now, 20 years later, I'm looking back and I realize that was probably not the best choice for me. That was not the best choice for my family, whatever. Uh, it was a personal conversation. So I'm not going to get into the details of that, but I just flat out asked him, I said, chief, why, why in your brain did you do that? Like, why did you make that choice? And he appreciated the, you know, he appreciated the questioning and I appreciated the honesty. I appreciated the transparency of him being able to say that 20 years ago he made these choices and he doesn't agree with them now. But so many of us won't fucking do that. So many guys, won't. you won't walk up to somebody or you won't ask hard shit. And it's not your fault, but it is your responsibility to get better. We have been taught, my generation and younger have been taught through social media, through school. I mean, fuck, they took out, basically, we weren't allowed to, you know, it got to the point, you're not allowed to even have those. They want you to fucking talk through the computers. They want you to, it's, it is, you have been trained to lose that skill of interpersonal conversations. You, that, you have been trained to fucking do that. But the reality is, is at the end of the day, it ain't fucking good for you. You have to have those, especially in this business where it is life or death situations. And the decisions that you're making, the actions that you're taking place that you that you're doing today can truly affect someone's life, their career, their longevity, whatever. So the only way to correct those actions or to make a difference or be able to do anything is to have those fucking hard conversation, guys. That's that's bottom line what it what it comes down to. That's why it's easier for me, truthfully, I'll tell y'all, it's easier for me to talk to older guys than it is to talk to a lot of younger guys. The reason why is because older men were not, they weren't brought up into this inability to talk. They were all told, fucking speak your mind. Say it like it is. Tell people what's on your mind. Tell people what you believe in. All that kind of shit. They were all taught that. It was it was my generation, the 30 to 35-year-old and below we were not taught that. Guys were not taught to speak your mind. They wanted you to shut the fuck up. They wanted you to keep your opinions to yourself, to fucking, you know, keep your beliefs to yourself. Just be a good little worker bee and shut the fuck up and say yes to everything that I say. That's what they want. But what's happening is guys' lives and careers are getting wrecked in the process of. And the bottom line is, is there's way more of us than there is of them. That's I, I had that conversation too this week with another listener, and we were just going back and forth and and talking about basically the impact 
of, of what the show is doing and all this, that, and the other. And, and I told him straight up, I said, man, what I want from this is to guys for guys to understand that they're not alone. These hard paths and hard situations that guys are having to deal with, whether it's with fucked up chiefs, whether it's with fucked up crews, whether it's with hard aspects of the job, family balance, you know, divorce, all that kind of shit. Not a single one of us is alone. Not a one of us. Every single one of us is going through the exact same shit. You don't have to suffer in silence. You don't have to think that it's just you or just your fucking department. Guys, I'm here to tell you, I've worked for a handful of fucking departments and they all had fucked up shit going on in them. So, stop thinking that it's just your department. Stop thinking that it's just your, you know, just your leadership or just your admin or whatever. It's all over the place, but it's our job to fix it. We are the bigger numbers. Those old heads, those those 20, 25, 30 year and up guys, they are retiring every single fucking day. And the example that some of them set, and I'm not talking about everybody because there's some badass fucking chiefs out there. There really is. There's some badass old heads. There's some guys that really have a great plethora of knowledge and they're sharing it, sharing it, sharing it. But I can, I'm here to tell you, if they're not sharing any knowledge with you, if they're not trying to teach you anything, if they're just constantly trying to bombard you with fucking their opinions on how you need to behave or what you need to do or their policies that make your job fucking hard and all that kind of stuff, they're not out for the greater good. They're out for themselves so that they can check, make their check marks on their resume before they get their shadow box and they go home. That's all they're trying to fucking do. Or if it's like some of the, you know, a couple of the chiefs that I work for, they fuck their money off. They don't have any fucking retirement because they totally fuck their money off because not only are they not good individuals in the fire department, they're not very good individuals outside of the fire department either. They have bad habits. They waste their money on shit. They haven't taken care of business in the job or outside of the job. And so now they can't fucking leave because they still got to have the check. But they don't have any concept or reality to today's fire service and what the demand is because the last time they rode a fucking fire truck was in the 90s when I was playing fucking Little League. So the reality to that is those guys won't leave because they won't get out of the fucking way because their finances are not in order or because they are so starved for fucking power that they have to have the power over you that they're going to die sitting in that seat. So you're not going to be able to make a difference with them either anyway. You can tell them the truth. You can tell this. You can tell that. You're not going to get anything fucking done. But what you can do is start having the hard conversations with your peers, your coworkers that are your same generation of firefighter and start building from that level up. Whether you're the next incoming captains or you're the next incoming district chiefs or assistant chiefs or, or you're the next up head fire chief, build a good fucking platform and a good foundation for what you want the future to be. And that needs to be of having truthful conversations where you're telling guys how to improve. You're telling guys truly where they're fucking up. Telling guys how to make their life better, how to make the department better, and quit just like trying to hide and cower, go around and, you know, motherfuck them all from the back when you never even actually faced them and said, hey, you need to quit fucking doing this because it's going to end up costing you your job. You're going to end up fucking getting somebody hurt. You're not doing the right thing. Because until you've had that conversation with somebody, you don't need to motherfuck them at all because you are just as responsible for not telling them where they're fucking up 
I shared a post the other day from a Marine from Cody Alford where he's literally, he's a, a very decorated Marine, served, of course, in, in the Middle East, you know, a whole nine yards. He has some great podcasts out there. He's told his story. He's a phenomenal individual. Uh, but I will tell y'all, the the presentation that he was giving in front of a bunch of servicemen, he was literally saying that as a Marine, if you're not telling the other Marines where they're fucking up, and you're not telling them the truth and trying to take care of them, then you are doing them a disservice and you are not a real Marine. Is basically what he was saying. And I completely agree with that shit in the fire service. If you're not telling the truth, if you're not telling that guy and or girl, and I, I mean, I'll put this out there. If you're not telling an individual that they need to slow the fuck down on trying to promote because they don't have the experience, they don't have the qualifications, and flat ass they need to just chill on trying to get the power and rank that they're chasing fucking bugles. If you don't have the the strength to do that, then you're doing them a disservice. And when they actually do promote, they're going to be your worst fucking nightmare in that seat. They're going to get somebody killed. They're going to get a, a community member fucked up. They're going to be a pain in your ass because they're not going to be confident in their job, so they're going to be job scared all the time. And what it's going to end up doing is to protect themselves, they're going to deflect and try to put the blame off on you. They're going to end up turning into that motherfucker that I was talking about earlier, that they were the ones that were showing up late, so they start trying to put the blame off on the whole other station down the road, saying, well, I heard all those guys are late. They're going to be that kind of captain. They're going to be that kind of fucking chief. So just tell them, hey, you need to pump your fucking brakes. You're not ready to promote. You have not spent enough time in that seat yet. You have not spent enough time and made enough fires, and, and you don't have enough experience. I mean, I've done that. I'll tell y'all. One of my close friends, and I say this openly, he's, he's a fucking friend. He's not a buddy. He's a friend. He came to me a while back, several years ago, was looking to promote, and was wanting to go to a department that ran EMS. Now, he was a captain at uh, my old department I worked with him at, and he was wanting to come over there and basically do a lateral move. But it would have been a promotion because it was more money, whatever. And he came to me because I was a captain at that other department. He said, hey, man, I'm, I'm thinking about putting in for this position over here. What do you think? And I said, man, I, look, I think you're a great captain. I think you're a great fireman. But I'm going to tell you, I have a problem with you coming over here as an officer. And he said, why? And I said, because you've never run EMS. We run fire and EMS over here. As a captain here, you're going to be in charge of EMS scenes. You're going to have to make decisions on EMS scenes. Plus, the captains at this department, we have advanced protocols in which we're able to do some paramedic skills on fire scenes as a captain because of our lack of online paramedics. So you coming over here and have never been able or have never having that background of being able to do that, never have run in, you know, mainly it was mostly like cardiac drugs for uh, CPRs, for codes. That's what we were able to do, pushing epi, pushing sodium bicarb, uh, intubating IVs, drilling, all that kind of shit. It was things we were able to do. And I said, man, flat ass, you never fucking done. You don't even know what I'm even talking about. you never even seen those medications because the department that you worked at is fire and rescue only. And he said, yeah, absolutely. And I said, you're putting yourself 
at, at you know at a liability to come over here and and assume that role. I don't think that you you know would be bad on the fire side. I think you would be perfectly able to do that. I think that you can handle the command side. You can handle the fire shit. It's the EMS stuff that you just don't have the background of doing. And so I think it would not be a good move for you. And ultimately, he was like, "Man, I didn't even fucking think about that. I didn't realize that y'all." you know, had that responsibility as, as captains at this department. And I said, yeah, you know, it's it's just part of it because of the lack of staffing and stuff. It's things we have to do. Like, we were able to pronounce, uh, even as a lower level, we were able to pronounce. Is that something that you feel comfortable doing, never running EMS? You've never even used a fucking monitor on a, on a med unit. Uh, you wouldn't even know what you were even looking at to be able to pronounce somebody dead. And he was like, fuck dude yeah no i don't i don't want that kind of responsibility and i'm like okay and that was just a truthful conversation now had he come over there and i mean you know walked in he might have gone five years and never had to fucking do that if it landed just right but he might have come in and been like me been a shit magnet walked in the door and the fucking world is coming to an end on his very first shift and it's it's straight up thrown to the wolves you don't have any backup and you're the officer on shift so it's all on you and he's having to make these judgment calls that could potentially end up getting him in trouble because he just flat ass didn't know what he was what he was doing it was something he had never done before so that's kind of one of those things you just have to have those conversations with people and some people accept it and it turns out good, like you know, like my friend, and he's like, Man, fuck, yeah, you're absolutely right. I I don't need to do that. Uh and then there's other people that will get mad at you and they say, Well, what the fuck do you mean, man? I can fucking if you can fucking do it, I can fucking do it. Uh I've been in this business, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well go around on ahead. But just know when you make a bad fucking call, the state's gonna come in, they're gonna investigate you, they're gonna find out that you never ran fucking EMS, you had no fucking experience, and you just pronounced somebody dead that wasn't, and now you just lost your patch and you lost your whole fucking career and you probably could have potentially killed that fucking patient or pushed the wrong medication. So, is what it is. I mean, that's just simply, that's how it goes, guys. You got to start having those hard conversations and start telling people the truth, speaking up, and they may hate you at the moment. They may, they may flat-ass hate you at the moment, but at the end of the day, they're going to end up being appreciative of it because you're going to end up either saving their life, saving somebody else's life, or or not even that drastic, but you might just make them think about stuff and kind of slow their roll to make their career be a little more healthy. So, guys, that's really all I have for y'all tonight. I don't want to get too fired up. I got to be at work in the morning, but that's just something I hope you all start thinking about. It's something I hope you really do start considering and start trying to figure out how to shape throughout your own life, throughout your own career, just open up and have those conversations. I'm not saying that you got to, you know, jump head first in and go right after the fucking chief. But if you just start saying things that you don't believe in on a little, you know, if it's with your, your wife or your husband, just start opening up and telling them like, hey, when you say this or you do this, I don't like it. Don't bottle it up. If it creates you anger, it creates you stress, things that you don't like or whatever, don't bottle it up. Just be like, hey, I really can't fucking stand when you do this. The shit pisses me off. And they could come back at you and say, well, I don't like when you do this. Okay, great. I didn't know that. And then it, it opens up that level of conversation when you where you can start being able to have a healthy level of communication and, and express the things that you don't like or whatever. And you will be amazed of how great that will help your relationship you will be amazed at how 
great and healthy that makes things uh, for the future, bottom line. So that's where we're at. Well, guys, uh, y'all have a great Christmas. Like I said earlier, stay safe. Uh, you know, if you got the family coming to the station and all that good stuff, enjoy it. Those are memories that you, you know, you won't get back for those of you with little ones really just, uh, just soak it up, man. It's, this has been a hard year. I know it's been a hard year for everybody kind of financially. It's been a hard year, um, with just all the fucking drama going on in the country and all that kind of shit. So just enjoy it, man. I think that, uh, you know, not to be a Debbie Downer or anything, but I think 2024 is also going to be a little rough because of the political climate with the elections and all that shit. So this is a special time. This is a time for family and to, you know, just enjoy the the little moments. So soak it up. Soak up your time with your kids, your spouses, your family, your fucking crew. Enjoy the time because, uh, you know, we don't know what tomorrow entails. We, we just, we don't. That's just bottom line. So, um, guys... Go to thirdalarmcowboys.com. Go order some cigars. I'm going to run that special for the launch special through the 31st. So if you want to get uh, Third Alarm Cowboys launch special, it's two cigars and a custom lighter with a little felt bag and free shipping. It's still available for about another week. Uh, we're still you know, going to get all that shit uh, shipped out to y'all. And uh, like I said earlier, Y'all get your cigars in, shoot me a picture or post them, whatever, when you start smoking them and, uh, you know, tag us on, on Facebook, tag us on Instagram. Guys, please go to Spotify or Apple Podcast and follow us or subscribe on those platforms. We're steadily growing, but that allows me the ability to, when people search for a firefighter podcast, it builds us higher up on the list. So many of you have said y'all want everybody you know, you think everybody needs to hear this show. You think everybody needs this information. Well, I'm doing all that I can do to share it. Y'all can really help me out by, um, you know, sharing the show, posting on Facebook. So many of you have done a great job about sharing my posts and all that stuff. Just keep that up. I can't thank y'all enough for that. Uh, like I said, go to thirdalarmcowboys.com and we'll see y'all in the next one. Put your ride back